Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 50 of Beauty Strength the Dominance. Beauty Strength the Dominance, the three key elements that make women the work of art that they are. My name is Mike Larkin, and welcome to episode 50. And who better for episode 50 than none other than Pink Team Coach, LFC Coach, Mr. Joel King. Joel, it's a pleasure to have you on. How are you? Pleasure to be here. I'm doing great, Michael. Thank you. Uh, you are very welcome. First and foremost, I got to say this. You were one of the integral parts of LFC, so I'm actually very happy. And finally, we got a chance to do this. Yeah, I'm excited too. It's, it's been a while, like uh, 50 episodes in, I guess about time. Exactly. But first and foremost, I got to say this. I was always entertained by what you did as a coach and being the overall personality that you are with Lingerie Fighting Championships. I'm kind of curious, how did you get involved with LFC, Joel? Well, actually, it, it kind of just fell into my lap. I, I, I got a phone call from the former pink team coach, Eric Logan, and he says he's on his way out. And he wants to put me in and take his place. And, uh, you know, I, I was a big fan of his, uh, really enjoyed what he was doing with the league. And then I was following the league at the time and I said, yeah, well, hell yeah, I'm going to come in. I'm going to do this. So really it was kind of like a Rex Riches uh, fan to coach story. See, that's great too. And I remember Eric Logan from the early days with Laundry Fighting Championships. And I mean, you come in and I got to say this, we see the hilarity, we see the entertainment come in. Now, Leon Hader is right under you as a part of the pink team. Then we would see Leon go towards the black team. So I got to ask you, we got to talk about the chemistry with you and Leon, because I think the two of you have provided so many great moments throughout the LFC reality series exposed. And I got to ask you, what is it like working with Leon and having that overall dynamic? You know, uh, Leon's... He's, it's a bit of a touchy subject for me. Uh, he came in LFC 20, and you know, he, he was under me. He was he was shadowing me, and, and I thought, you know, I felt really good with him. And I was like, this is going to be the beginning of this this great long term relationship here. I had like Hall and Oates playing in my head. So it was feeling real good. And before I knew it, you know, next next uh, event, he's coaching on the other team. So I, I really enjoyed working with him, as far as being uh, opposite of him, but. Uh, Again, it was something I didn't see that coming at all. I thought it was going to be him and I, and we were going to be, you know, best buds on the pink team. Here's the thing about that, because you talk about being best buds <laughs> with the two of you, whether it be from the LFC drafts, whether it be the LFC, just the overall weigh-ins, you two have just had some great chemistry. Like, I remember you kind of mocking his, like, stature at LFC 25 and the overall, you know, weigh-ins. And obviously, we get to see a lot from the different prospective teams. But for you, and I got to ask you, because we saw this with Michael Modest, taking it back a little bit, look at Michael Modest from his work with Future Stars of Wrestling, Japan. He was in the WWF Beyond the Mat documentary, WCW, the whole nine. Before with Leon, I got to ask you also about Michael Modest because there's another one legendary with wrestling, but he was another integral part of LFC that is Lingerie Fighting Championships. Absolutely. I, I, we can't talk about LFC without talking about Mike Modest. He was he was my, my first real nemesis in the LFC. And, uh, you know, even though even though he's somebody that I, I had to coach against and I, I was trying to beat, I had a lot of respect for him. It was really uh, like I recognized him because I actually watched Beyond the Mat. I remember Beyond the Mat. And, uh, you know, he's so young in that one. It, it's funny to see. I mean, he looks the same, really. He's, he's like an old version of the same guy. But, uh, but it's so cool to be a part of, of something uh, that's connected to that, to that background, to that story, to WCW, WWF, WWE, um, all of that. It, it, I, you know, it's hard for me to talk bad about Mike Monis. I, I hated him at the time when I was coaching against him. You know, that's, that's how I'm built. That's how I'm put together. But, uh, but I really do like the guy, and I... I yeah, uh, it's one of those things where obviously it's a competitive drive between coaches and who you want to have the best fighters on your team. Now, looking back at that LFC draft, 
All right, and we kind of see this with Leon, and we'll touch around, touch base with this and bounce around with this, but i got to ask you, Joel, would you say, because, I mean, I've watched you pick people with the drafts, would you say you more focus on the looks as opposed to the athleticism? Because I think it's a mixture of both. But for you, I've noticed you always kind of go with the girls that are pretty with the looks, you know what I'm saying? Not mostly with the modeling background. Kind of like if I could compare you to somebody, look at 2005-2006, John Laronitis in charge of talent relations for WWE, making the WWE reference. A lot of the girls that we saw, like Alicia Fox, etc., etc., came from like a modeling catalog or did some modeling work. So I got to ask you, going into the picks, is it just the looks for you or do you overlook for everything all in between? You know, I, I do put weight to everything, but at the end of the day, uh, and I think I've said this on air, I... I go for looks. I, I want somebody who's going to represent the pink team the way the pink team should be represented. And I think the pink team, when you when you watch this team, it, it's a strong, sexy team. And every woman in there is strong. Every woman in there is sexy. And, you know, if you don't have a talent right away, talents, you know, some people are born with it. It's an innate thing within them. But you can teach people. And, you know, I want to pick the right people and then mold them to be the, the fighters that they want to be. Okay. I respect that, but I also look at it too like this because, I mean, you look about the looks, and you actually made a great point there. The overall appearance, what sells, I mean, from the imagery standpoint, looking at that poster, is that someone that you want to go see fight and look at from the overall physical appeal? And I think you can tell from the name of this podcast, Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, you're actually focusing in on the focal point that is the beauty and just having that overall appeal that is that fighter. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I... I think the beauty is is very important in this. It's lingerie fighting, you know. Uh, that's it's lingerie fighting. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's plain and simple, and I agree with you on that, Joel. But I also look at it like this. Now, I got to ask you because there's been so many moments with fighters, with you in the drafts. One in particular, I got to mention because she's been on this show. Uh, LFC prospect and a future fighter, Miss Maria Romano. Now. All right, Feather the Hammer had in the inaugural LFC champion. You know, she retired. She was in her 40s. But I, for me, as you know, the old school Leah song, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number, to make a pop culture reference, yeah. I got to ask you, Mr. Joel Kane, what is it with making fun of the woman's age? Because she may be in her late 40s, early 50s. But, you know, she's look, she, she looks great. She's in shape. What is it with that, man? You're focusing on Leon picking a woman that's older. Uh, you know, that's, that's a lot of me just ribbing on Leon there. I'm trying to take him down a peg anywhere I can. Uh, I mean, anyone can fight at any age, but, uh, but you definitely you do hit a point where it becomes more difficult to compete at the level that a younger fighter can. Which is why I, I also pick youth, you know, to a point. I mean, mid twenties, right in your prime, is kind of like a nice place to be. Well, of course. I mean, as someone who is 28 years old, I understand that. And I mean, you, you look at like the fountain of youth, and I'm not talking about fountains of Wayne and Stacy's mom, but we're looking at the fountain of youth here, Mr. Joe Caden. I understand that. But for me, I mean, you know what it is, too? And I look at a lot of great talents that have come through here and with LFC. Now, one I have to mention in particular with you is because I got to ask you something, Joel. You never escape getting thrown in a pool. And this is where this ties in, because from Natasha Rattlesnake Rodriguez, Holly the Lotus May, Jesse El Toro Santos, Roxy Roundhouse Michaels, you find yourself in a lot of predicaments and situations where you're getting tossed in the pool. So one I got to mention first is Natasha. She didn't fail. You had the confidence there. What is that what with Natasha Rattlesnake Rodriguez going right before the fight with Jesse El Toro Santos? Well, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I had doubts that she could beat Jesse El Toro Santos in that fight. She wasn't even supposed to fight Jesse in that fight. That was that was a late change, and you know it caught me off guard. My reaction was genuine, and she took that negatively. And I, it was something I couldn't mask that uh, that worry because Jesse is a uh, very accomplished and uh, 
very, very strong. She's one of the top fighters in the LFC. And uh, as someone who's like, this is this is fight number one for my pick. I, I wanted something that was a bit more uh, appetizing, a, a little easier fight for. Her. And yeah, I mean, she didn't like the way I reacted, and uh, yeah, that's 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 her decision to feel that way. But uh, yeah, I think the results spoke for themselves. Now, what Jesse El Toro Santos going in there? Because you also made another valid point. One of the strongest in LFC. Now, our last three fights, she's taken on Shay the Fox Rosado, Lauren the Animal Fogel, Tommy Gill the Temptress Tajima. All successful. All victories back to back to back. The triple threat, the hat trick that is Jesse El Toro Santos. Now, I got to ask you this, okay? So, Daniel Cowbell St. Pierre's at the pool, kind of goading you, kind of leading you into what would happen going into that pool, sir. I got to ask you, what's up with the doilies and the whole nine there that went on with Jesse El Toro Santos? <laughs> well, okay. She she came out in this whole like one piece thing, and it was it, I, it did like the first thing I thought about was doilies. I thought about those old uh, doilies that you see that there's like a teapot on them or like one of them them bowls full of hard candy at your grandma's mm-hmm. house, and that, that's all I saw. And so I, you know, anytime I can, I can try to take down the black team a bit, I'll I'll take that opportunity. <sighs> all right, man. Look, I can't apologize for it. It's already happened. I know, man, but it's just like I, you see the stature of that woman. You see the intensity that goes into Miss Jesse Otoro Santos. And I mean, come on. I mean, I, I get the doilies in the whole nine there, but I've seen the outfit. I don't look at necessarily think doilies. You know what I'm saying? I think a little leather and lace, a little something, something. It's a little flavor. It's something new. But I mean, hey, it happens. You know, you get thrown in the pool. But I think you kind of learn from that. Everything is a learning experience. Isn't that right, Mr. Joel Kane? Yeah, that's correct. You know, I. I've learned that uh, she is somebody who will go out for vengeance. Absolutely. And now the other one I got to mention is Roxy Roundhouse Michaels. Kind of another thing where you're just like looking at looks with Roxy because Roxy, former LFC champion. And by the way, here's the thing, and we'll get we'll touch upon how the pink team has kind of been dominating LFC with the European Championship and with the LFC Championship, respectively. We got to talk about the former champion, Roxy Roundhouse Michaels. She's another one that showed you in the pool, sir. Yeah, that that would surprise me a little bit. I mean. Uh, let's be honest. Like, I don't think she's lost uh, a fight that's gone to decision. No. And uh, you know, I, I think you know she's a great fighter. She puts on a great show. She puts on a great show. But it also it helps that she's also beautiful. Okay. Now again, I see that part of it, and I'm trying not to laugh as you're telling me this because I understand where you're coming from. But I think you also need to realize I get the under the standpoint from the beauty look. But I mean, it's. It's one of those things. Like you look at the old like commercials, right? Kelly LeBrock, don't hate me because I'm beautiful, right? We have that assortment of beauty, but I think the girls also want to know, like I kick butt and they're very disciplined with it. So again, I understand the looks part of it, but can you also understand how that could be interpreted as, oh, they just think I'm a good looking and I'm a pretty face? It's kind of like look at Clueless for God's sake. Do you only think I'm a ditz with a credit card, Alicia Silverstone? So do you understand what I'm kind of trying to balance here? Yeah, I, I understand what you're trying to balance. I, I I can appreciate where you're coming from. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I accept that. I I can't. It's hard for me to view it a different way because it's just how I'm, I'm programmed. Hey, man, I got to tell you, well, whether how you're programmed, whether your methods may be unorthodox, there has been a lot of success with the pink team. For example, Jolene, the Valkyrie Hex, European champion, Roxy Roundhouse, Michaels, LFC champion. So the pink team has that history. We do. Yeah. Winning the European championship, that was a, that was the first championship uh, under my watch. Mm-hmm. And it was it was an absolutely fantastic moment, which ended in just probably the best way. Uh, and then uh, winning obviously at uh, LFC 25 there at Samstown, 
uh, Roxy winning the pink team belt. I mean, that was that was the big belt that we were going after the whole time. So being able to take that home and bring it back where it belongs on the pink team, that's that's fantastic. Of course. And I mean, for you, I mean, you've been the subject of a lot of bets. And one in particular I got to mention is uh, first and foremost, the one that they just put out on the LFC YouTube, the hair raising bet with you and Mike Bodice, Jesse Otoros, yes. it also comes back into fruition. Man, they tried to get you to get your head shaved, do a little something, something to your hair. I mean, come on now. Yeah, that's probably one of the only bets I've ever turned down in my life. But, uh, you know, what, what little hair I might have, I'd like to keep as long as I can. Now, I have the utmost respect for Mike Modest as well. As we all know, Mike Modest is, is a rather bald, and as you know, bald is beautiful. But as, as we know. <laughs> so as someone I, who I can also say is someone who also has very short hair, as you do, I can understand that. It's like, really, what are you getting from that? I don't hardly have any hair on my head. So, I mean, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Why, why is that the only bit you turn down? Like, what's the point of it? You know what I'm saying? Trying to rationalize it, if you will. Yeah, I, it, it's not like... I didn't have much to lose, really, let's be honest here. That's true. But uh, but if I'm going to make a bet, I'm going to make a bet that uh, that means something to me. I want to have that. I like having that that uh, intensity, that, that possibility to lose something. That's what makes it exciting. That's what makes it a bit more, you know, worthy. And this is uh, where, of course, and this is where it brings us to the bucket of pucks. Now, I got to ask you something here. No Holly the Lotus, what is the what is it with Holly the Lotus, May man? Because here's the thing with me: I see her as you know, Feather the Hammer Haddon. I see Audrey Mongoose Monique. I see the whole thing with main main event Morgan. I see what she's done with Andrea. She's a credible fighter. What is it with you where you two like butted heads? You wanted to trade her for a bucket of bucks, uh, bucket of pucks. Excuse me. What is up with you? Thank you. <laughs> There's the plug. Bucket of pucks. Say that five times fast. What is it with you and Holly the Lotus, May man? You know, I don't even know what it what it came from. It, just, it kind of just naturally, organically evolved in this in this back and forth with her and I. And you know, it, it, at the end of the day, she was trade bait for me, and I ended up getting what I wanted out of her, and it worked out. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, as far as what sparked it, what really, like, because she is she is in the comp right. She can fight, she can do the job. But if I if I have a chance to to offload Holly Lotus May and pick up a Lauren Fogel, I'm going to do that. Okay. Now, I got to ask you, but why a bucket of pucks to trade her? The only reason why I'm saying this is, like, do you not have faith in Holly? Because I'm just saying, again, you mentioned accomplished fighter, but you want to trade her for a bucket of pucks. Is that what she's worth to you, sir? Well, I mean, she's a bit, worth a bit more than a bucket of pucks, just to turn a phrase, you know, if you're a hockey fan like I am, you know, you, uh, you tend to use that term a bit. <laughs> You're a piece of work. All right, now that we get to Lauren the Animal. <laughs> yeah. I feel really attacked right now. Yeah, you're coming down on me. <laughs> so, I, have to, I, have to, I have to answer for everything I've done in my life now. Yeah, you're welcome. That's the point of this. <laughs> That's the point of this. So we get to, uh, so we get to Lauren the Animal Fogel. She gets traded over to the pink team. Again, one of the strongest fighters, but in a way, you're all in that room together, and something had to be done, so now you got Lauren the Animal Fogel, who just came off a fresh win over Gypsy Top Shelf Bay. So I gotta ask you, you gained something with Lauren the Animal Fogel, but you also gained, if you look back at the history of drafts, you also got someone who Leon has been wanting to get off the team, that being Audrey Mongoose Monique. So I gotta ask you about the two that is Lauren the Animal Fogel and Audrey Mongoose Monique, respectively. I'll start with I'll start with Audrey. You know I know her and Leon had some some issues. They had some back and forth there, 
but we are in uh, Nice, the, the Robinson Rancheria Resort. Uh-huh. And you know, so I knew that that he wanted to get rid of her, and it kind of worked out well in that uh, in that respect. That there was somebody that he wanted to get rid of that I thought could be turned into a great fighter for the pink team. Again, she's beautiful, so that's like checks off box number one. And the rest of it, you know, we'll train, we'll get there, and uh, make her the kind of deadly fighter we want on that pink team. As far as Lauren, I mean, I've wanted her from day one. It's it's not just beauty with her. It's like she has a fire in her uh, and and a will to be the best. And, and if she's not the best, she hates it. She hates to lose. And I really appreciate hating losing. I think that's a very important factor in being the best. Agree. And I got to say this about Lauren. Also, you mentioned the beauty, but the intensity. She's got the skills of her bout against Jesse El Toro Santos was any indication. We've seen her go against Andrea. We've seen her go against Terry Feisty Fist London. Someone who's very much on the focal point and one of the pivotal points of LFC. And I got to say this, tying into Lauren, the animal focal, one of the prospects, Joel, I know this is someone who you and a lot of people are going to be looking forward to seeing, Mr. Coach, Ty Emery, who is the former LFL, Laundry Fighting, uh, excuse me, Laundry Football League, uh, Legends Football League, all-star Ty Emery, who she's friends with. What do you think about that latest addition coming into LFC? Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, they're friends. They've got, a, they've got a great background together. And she's another person who's just an intense fighter and an intense competitor. And you have to be a tennis competitor to be a two-sport athlete to, to also be in the uh, Legends Football League there. So I think that her coming in at, and the beef she's starting with, with Jesse is fantastic. I, I'm hoping that that could be turned into something uh, in the near future, a little retribution, because, uh, yeah, I mean, Lauren LaFolle, her record doesn't doesn't encapsulate her talent. Sitting at five and four is not, that's not Lauren Folk. She's, she's, she should have won at least two or three of those other matches. Agreed. And I look at it like this too. Like you mentioned, two sport athlete, you have a woman coming from the LFL who's done MMA and pursuing this career in LFC. And that's where I also look at it like this. Like you talk about Ty Emery, you talk about Lauren the Animal Fogel. What kind of justice is that? I mean, look at it like this. To compare it to wrestling, look at Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Then here comes Triple H kind of avenging the loss that Shawn Michaels took at two WrestleManias and forcing Shawn Michaels to retire. What better way for the revenge than Ty to go against Jesse? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it almost writes itself. and It's it's one of those sport moments where you just kind of have to, to latch on and just enjoy the ride. Agreed wholeheartedly on that. And speaking of enjoying the ride, man, there's been a lot of roller coaster rides with yourself and Maxine Boss Frost. All right, man. So she becomes the prez for LFC. And then we've had an interim prez in the Holly the Lotus May. So I got to ask you with Maxine the Boss Frost, what is it with you two? Because you two have great funny moments, very entertaining moments, but there's always been that tension between the two of you. Maxine, the great fighter in her own right. What's the deal with you and Maxine the Boss Frost? Yeah, she's at the first side. I've just, we're like oil and water, for whatever we need, butt heads. And uh, even we've had some good moments uh, in our downtime, but uh, it's just when it comes down to that uh, competition, when we're both there, we're both, we both view it very differently and we attack it from different angles. And she also is fiercely black team. Like she, she represents her team. She cares about her team. And she, I feel like she does everything she can for that team, even in her presidential role. I would agree on that. I mean, she's had many great battles with Serena Honeypunch Kyle and Piper Code Red Rose. I mean, I look at it like this, dude. Look at what you had with Serena Honeypunch Kyle. Thanks to her, your butt is not fired. That's true. That's true. She's she's saved me for it. And, and she's another person who, you know, we don't want to talk about competitors. She went out there in LFC 19, 
you know, she had she had injured herself and came back out to try and finish that fight because she wanted to get the win. And uh, you know, all credit to her. And I think it, looking back, it was foolish of her to, to, to even go out there again, but she did. Uh, but that's the kind of person she is. She's a fighter, and she she really fiercely represents the pink team, kind of on that opposite uh, spectrum from Maxine. Of course, and then you look at the intestinal fortitude of Serena Honeypunch Kyle, and this is where you, Mr. Instigator over here, man, we look at the LFC Exposed Series, Serena Honeypunch Kyle, Danielle Calbell, St. Pierre, great bouts between the two, and I gotta ask you, man, you're kind of like stirring up, man, they're all just trying to take an elevator ride before they go down, and then you're kind of like stirring the pot, like, hey, you want to lose, hey, you want to win, you want to go against Serena again, are you afraid to lose, you, Mr. Stirring the Pot over here, Mr. Antagonizer, Mr. Instigator, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, trying to you know, go out with Serena and Danielle, trying to let them have fuel the fire again. Yeah, well, you know, you, you got to keep it interesting. Uh, and, you know, hate makes for a great event. When two people don't like each other, they tend to push a little further and go a little farther. And, and you know, that's that's what makes great fights. Agreed. And then I also look at this side of things, because speaking of fights, we LFCS were supposed to be having a fighter come in. Her name was Mona Jones, and I think you know where I'm going with this. Okay. Mona Jones. Mona Jones, um, what 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 is this like a case of mistaken identity? You bring in Mona Jones. Leon is not happy because the picture is very you know it's of a Caucasian female, and then here comes an African American female, very talented one in this Mona Jones. So what happened there? What's up with the mishap? Well, you know that's the thing. It's not a mishap. That was the same lady, and you know here we go again. You know it, it's I don't know what you guys are looking at, but I see the same person there. That's the person I brought in called Mona Jones. Mona Jones shows up. That's the person. Like, I, I, I don't know what to say here. You guys are trying to get me to, to, to backtrack, say, say it's not the same person, but it is the same person. You can go look at the picture. You look at that video. That's the same person. Come on. Come on. All right. Here's yeah, come on. It's, it's, it's the same person. Okay. <laughs> what is on right now? What is the defense here? What is she? I mean, I think you've used this defense. What does she get? Tan? Is that what it is? Is that what you're going to stick to? You don't see color. Is that what it is, Mr. Joel King? Yeah, I, I draft the fighter. Fighter shows up. Same fighter. Ah, good. Yeah. Well, the good part she about won that fight. That's what she's talking about. The fact that she won that fight. You know, that, that's 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 what matters here is that, that she won that fight. That's what I was about to say, sir. I mean, the good part about it is we got a hell of a bout. We got a victory with Mona Jones. But, hey, okay. And then we get also to you and Leon Hader here. Here's another thing I got to mention. They put up a lot of great videos of the after parties. We get to see a lot of great fans in lingerie fighting championships. Well, for you, first and foremost, before we even get to you and Leon, the cartoon art, man, that guy was a great artist who did yourself and many of the fighters. Yeah, that was phenomenal. I did, I was actually at Cage side when I saw it. He had one of the fighters up, and I don't think, I think it was my fighter, I think it was one of the black team fighters, and I was like, that's, you know, get rid of that. And then he just, he put down, pulled up my fighter. So he actually had a whole stack of every single fighter, he was ready to go. Uh, yeah, it was phenomenal that the, the comic art style of that was fantastic. And just to see a fan bring that kind of, that energy and take the time to make that is, uh, is just phenomenal. I've actually still got the picture hanging up at my place, so. Well, I think for me, that's what's great about the fans. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not an art major. I can't draw worth a damn. But I think the caricature that he did of you and many of the great fighters was amazing. And that is definitely something to, that's definitely something to hold up into your home, man, because I think he kind of hits you spot on with his depiction. <laughs> yeah, you know, he kind of did. But it's like, you know, when it's a cartoon, they kind of you emphasize these traits. And I'm like, damn, I'm, I really am skinny, aren't I? Damn. 
<laughs> okay. Well, Mr. Skinny, Skinny Joe over here, Skinny Joel, I got to say this to you, sir. One of those things is just, you look at cartoons as well. I mean, we've had calendars. We've had so many from a merchandise and marketing standpoint with LFC. I got to ask you, how would you like to see LFC have their whole cartoon? Because I was talking to the girls about this. Now, for you, how cool would that be to have an LFC cartoon like Hulk Hogan back in the 80s, though, you know, rock and roll? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I think that'd be awesome. I think like, the things you could do with those characters, cartoon is such a, it's such a great medium where you can do so many things that you can't do in video and you can't do in real life. Oh, agree. You can, and that's... It is, and it's totally creative art. I mean, I also look at it from the depiction. I love to see what someone could do with Leon, someone could do to you and the fighters. And I mean, from that from that overall standpoint, it's awesome. And then I also got to ask you, man, we've seen the calendar point of view from that. And Richard Ember does great work with the photography. So does Sean and so many people behind the scenes. Man, we've had the 2019 calendar. Each and every month was different. We had the movie theme this year. Man, isn't it great to see the calendars coming to fruition? Yeah. Nope. <clears throat> Sorry, it's my throat. I uh, I really enjoyed this year's calendar. The the movie theme was fantastic. I actually even liked the Monica's. I thought it was fantastic. The the Fast and Furious theme one. Mm-hmm. You know, I can really appreciate all of the fighters and everything they put in. Uh, I don't know what they're gonna do next year. I hope it's just as good. I hope it's just as exciting. It's something something that surprises people. Uh, but the calendars are great. It's a great way for the girls just to kind of show who they are uh, outside of just being the fighters. Oh, agreed. And I think for me, it's like, you know, with the movies that with LFC films and the and the miniseries and the overall reality show aspect, I mean, it's great just to see them from the imagery standpoint, like we mentioned before, like you mentioned Fast and the Furious, Jen the Real Direct with Die Hard. There's so many different nostalgic and classic movies that are represented through the beauty gap. Yeah, there's Aladdin there. There's a, I really like that one. There's quite a few that are really good all the way down and that's the thing man and then we also look at what viewer prime is doing man how cool is that you know for people that are new to lfc we get the introduction of lingerie fighting championship on viewer prime first season and we get to see yourself we get to see mike modest we get to see leon we get to see the whole entire thing that is lfc on viewer prime that's great for the fans to play catch up yeah absolutely for anyone who hasn't been involved who hasn't been following it from the beginning it's, it's great to be able to get a little refresher there and try to catch up with where we're at uh, you can see kind of how things came to be, all that, uh, everything come to fruition. There's been some, <laughs> some interesting moments in the past, so so it's good to be able to go back and start at the beginning. That it is, and now I gotta say this: speaking of interesting moments, biceps, triceps, arceps, hard. What the hell does that mean? Well, you know, it just means go in there. You know, lead with your biceps and triceps. Don't forget your arceps. Go in hard. Okay, hold on. I, I, okay, now you see, I can understand that with the body parts, and I mean, I'll be honest with you, we are we are in a combat sport here, Mister Joel King, but and that's not really a pep talk. That's just like you know, hey, do this, do that. But you kind of like said in like a cryptic form and a cryptic fashion, where it's like you got to like break it down. You know what I'm saying? Not just do it and then just buy and vanish and say deuces, I'm out. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I understand where you're coming from, and I can understand the systematic dissection of joint manipulation that is the biceps, triceps, arceps, hard. But it's like the girls don't need like biceps, triceps, arceps, hard. I mean, like a breakdown. I mean, I understand it, but it's just like 
that didn't feel like a pep talk. That just like uh, I'll be honest with you, and I'll use this term because we're on the show here. We are LFC. It's kind of like a quickie, man. You're in, you're out, clear your head. What in the world? Biceps, triceps, arceps, heart. I get it now, but I'm like at the time, it's kind of like a head scratcher in a way. Well, you know, it's, it, I like to leave it to the girls in that situation. That's why I was th- in my mind. I'm thinking, you know, every girl could take something else from this. You know, I don't need to go in there and, and lay it all out for them. Just, you know, here it is. Take what you need from that and go. And we didn't do bad that night. It was no, you didn't. we didn't get stomped out of the uh, out of the place. Like I think it was like four four or something like that. It wasn't too bad. Y'all killed it. It was even Steven for <laughs> No, and I understand it. Again, like your methods may be unorthodox, but you cannot deny the track record and the history of the pink team. But I also gotta ask you, you got Terry Feisty Fist London, who was one of the most uh, accomplished dancers and who can work, who can fight, and has that overall general appeal about her. You, yes. What were you trying to do with your dance moves, trying to help with her entrance? Because I don't even know what that was. Was that the can-can, or what are you doing? I felt like I was trying to watch the Christmas Spectacular. Was that like a bad representation of Rockettes? What was that? Were you trying to help her with the moves? What's the deal, you? I don't know what it was called. I just know that it was sexy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I. but and to be fair, she didn't even do it. We went out there, and she didn't even do it. And she had her chance. She went out there, she got into the cage, and I'm like, here it comes, here it comes, do the shuffle. Didn't even do it. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, I'll, see, I, I'll be honest with you. As I can try to analyze, dissect, and decipher what the hell that dance move was. I mean, I had not think it was sexy. No, I, I did not. It, it, it was, was sexy. It was something. It was something. It wasn't sexy, but it was something. Um, it was, you know, if anyone's down to give something a try, it's Terry. You know, she's she's she is another person who's a competitor. She's an amazing dancer. And, you know, I just the dancing is a very big part of, of her sure. whole of the whole experience of Terry Feisty Fist London. So if I can add to that somehow, you know, I feel like I got to put my two cents in and, and, and give her a little tidbit. I thought it was sexy. I, I really enjoyed it, but I guess maybe maybe you didn't, and that's okay. What's next? Are you gonna start break dancing now? Are you gonna pop lock and drop it, man? Are you gonna moonwalk? What's the dealio on the next dance well, I, move? I can't do any of that. That's that's way above my pay grade. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe to Charleston. We'll see. We'll see what we pick up next time. Cha-cha slide? Is that where we're going? Do you do the electric slide? Is that what that is? Not Charleston. That's the one where you do the knee thing on top of the... I know that. I'm saying I'm saying <laughs> moves, man. There's the cha-cha slide. There's the electric slide. What's the deal? Here? What, what are you going to come up with next there? Mr. Dancing Machine Jackson 5 style? A little bit of nae-nae or something. <laughs> nae-nae. Okay. Taking it back to 2013 or around that time. Watch you whip. Watch you nae-nae. What are you going to Soldier Boy next? Hair back and forth. You know, I don't know. I'll go back through like all the uh, great dance moves of the decade yeah, just watch old genuine Nate. None of your friends' business, where he's got the broom and he's doing the dance and the whole thing. And for those who've not seen it, go back to 1999. Genuine's ain't none of your friends' business. I mean, the whole nine there. But yeah, take it back to the R&B front on that end. But I digress. I wrote that down. Now. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, you're welcome. I'll send it to you afterwards. So we're touching upon dance moves aside, Joel Kane. We have a lot of great things that also happen, and I gotta mention this to you. Because with the after party, I did mention Leon. Man, y'all were at the um, the punching, the, the punch challenge, the old punching machine, the punching bag. You had one of the weakest ass punches, and Leon, all he did was slap it and bottom. Yeah, he karate chop thing. Karate chop. Okay, now talk about man. the karate, Mr. Miyagi. So it's one of those things where. What did you think about being a part of that? And I know you kind of like I verbiage, and I to use your verbiage here and kind of like verbatim, you kind of said it's like a machine. It's for something that douches would do at the bar. So, I mean, what was your thoughts going into the punching thing, man? Being the uh, 
the weakest punt, but you did your thing, and you hit the shit out of that, man. I mean, okay. Let's be fair here. You, you said, I heard you, and you said to Leon, is it any surprise that Joel had the weakest punch? Yes, I did. You did. Uh, yeah, so it's, <laughs> hit the shit out of that thing now. You listen to me. <laughs> I feel like I, I, I hit that thing hard, okay? I, I still stand by the fact that that was rigged. Uh, I was I was reluctant to even go there, and yeah, I do think it's a, it's a machine. If you go to any bar and you want to find a group of dude bros, you just look for that punching bag machine, and uh, and you'll find them. Well, hold on a minute, dude bros. Dude bros, You're like dude bro. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I like how you put that together. But yeah, it's one of those things where, and I'll let me be honest with you, was it shocking that Jesse had the hardest punch on that thing? No. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know how hard Jesse trained. And, you know, I've seen her on the punching bag. There's videos of her on the punching bag. Uh, she, she, can, she can pack a punch. But, uh, but I am surprised that mine was as low as it was. And I do think that there was some sort of, so, uh, you know, somebody messed with the computer in there. I mean, it's a computer at the end of the day. You can mess with it. I'm sure there's a way to bring it. It wasn't the weakest. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And then we get to, um, I got to ask you this as well, because I know we're bouncing around, we're shooting the breeze. But, dude, Greg Frito, because we were talking about LFC 25, another integral part with LFC helping train. I mean, look at the guy who's been Mayweather Boxing Gym, worked with Floyd Mayweather Senior Gym, respectively. Now, that was great to have that aspect helping guys like Greg Frito. I mean, look at Sean, what he does with the gym and the whole fitness. Like, having Greg Frito part was absolutely amazing. Yeah, absolutely. No, Greg does an amazing job. He, it, it's great to have him as part of the LFC, helping with the training with the girls. Uh, anything I can help out. Like, obviously, we're not all, all there all the time, all able to be uh, 100% with our fighters. And to have somebody that can work with them on a more regular basis is uh, it's fantastic. Now, for you, I know you've been watching. I know you haven't you know, been there as well. But, man, we've had a lot of guest coaches from Andrea the Storm Bladoy to Ali Baby Doll Parks. I got to ask you, from the, I guess, being a fellow coach, I guess, to, to put it like this, I mean, the girls, for newer girls coming in, they're also kind of coaching in a way because I look at it like this, leading the girls into the next generation of LFC. Man, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of veterans, like we mentioned, Jolene, Jesse, Allie, uh, Andrea. We could be here all day. But for you, isn't it cool that we get to see them do a lot of guest coaching and just helping out the younger talents coming in? Yeah, absolutely. I really, I'm really, really proud of Allie for stepping in and taking over there when I couldn't be there. And, uh, yeah, I think she did a great job. I mean, the record record speaks for itself, really. And uh, you know, she did a great job there, too, like fighting as well. So, I mean, it, it's great to see that these girls can have somebody who's been there, especially like Allie, who's been there for so long and, and, and been in so many of these fights and knows what it takes and knows what it's all about to be able to help out in that situation and to, to give it like also a little bit of a different flavor every now and then. And then we get to LFC 26, the event that happened right after, you know, we saw Roxy win the title. And then we had the whole nine there with the booty cam with Allie and Monica Flowerbomb Garcia. My thoughts on this and my overall thing. I loved LFC 26, the events that we've had in other LFC events prior. My question to you is, so Jesse El Toro Santos was the guest coach for the pink team that night. We saw the incident that went down with Leon Hader and Tommy Go the Temptress Tajima and Shelly Aphrodite De Silva. I gotta ask you, what were your thoughts watching and looking back at that with what happened with Leon? You know, I I was shocked that Holly, after everything, would come out and actually suspend him, but she did. But I guess that you know, part of that was uh was, was him touching her. So mm-hmm. uh I don't think it, it was the right thing to do. Obviously not. 
Uh, you know, I know there's been some fan outrage about it. You know, I think well-deserved. You know, for, for everything that I may do, I haven't done that. I've not put my hands on any of these fighters. So I, I, I think that was, a, that was a line that was crossed. And, you know, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta reel it in sometimes. You can't, can't let your emotions get the best of you there, Leon. Oh, I mean, I, I, we had this discussion when I had him on the show. I mean, I understand his point from the intergender aspect, but for me, I was not happy. I mean, as a guy sitting back watching being the VIP member and what I do for Laundry Fighting Championship, I was not too happy about it. I was not, again, I've gotten to know Tommy Ko over the uh, next few events, but I mean, as someone who was new at the time, and she was just a, like a fill-in in this one, so I'm just like, God dang, man, this new girl coming in and she's getting thrown, she's getting spit at. But for me, she's another one that's evolved over these last events to being a hell of a competitor. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she's been doing a great job, and uh, seeing her fight the last few fights has been fantastic. But the, just a quick, a quick transition from somebody coming in as a rookie to getting it really, it, it's been a trial by fire for. Her. Exactly, and I also look at it like this because, I mean, we've seen a lot of new people coming in. I want to ask you about a couple names here. We saw Katie, the bombshell for, I mean, girlfriend of Rob Van Dam. She signed to Impact Wrestling. We still got to see her come in. We got to see Sheila Crash Cardinal come back. We got to see Gypsy. Yes, we got to see Gypsy Top Shelf Bay. We got to see Civil Star. We got Gemma Juliana. We got a lot of new people coming in. Now, for you, that's got to make you smile because we're getting more eyes on LFC from an MMA professional wrestling standpoint, what have you. There's a lot of different art forms encompassed with LFC. Yeah, I think I think overall, LFC has really been something that's been kind of hand-in-hand and working with uh, professional wrestling and, and these kind of fighters. There's been people that have come in, uh, a lot of people that have, they're having great careers with other promotions as well. So it, it's something, it's great to see, because you pull, when somebody comes in that's in another one of these promotions, you know, brings eyes to the event, brings eyes to the league. Uh, it, it, it diversifies the talent pool, which is great. You know, new moves, new people. Uh, it, it's just, it's exciting time right now. And, and that those house shows there, those, uh, those outdoor shows and everything have been really uh, good for that, bringing in these new fighters and giving new people opportunities. 100 percent and then speaking of opportunities man we're talking about jolene the valkyrie hex here for a second because there was an iconic moment and i've touched upon this with jolene sausage party y'all and i gotta ask you how did you not realize that that was kind of an inappropriate thing to talk about with the sausage party well okay and and this is the thing like maxine was getting on this about you know don't you know what that means like i know what it means because i'm the one saying it i i'm trying you know i'm in i'm in you know, we're right next door to Austria. You know, it's kind of like German influence. You know, sausage. You know, they, they, they make sausage somewhere. Where do they make it? I want to go there. I want to smell it. Okay. I don't know. It's just like one of those things. You know, when in Rome. You know, when in when in Bratislava, you got to find the sausage factory. Okay. <laughs> the innuendos that can be made there are absolutely astonishing and amazing. Yeah, I think you want to take your mind back. So that's <laughs> I'm coming from a place of, of hunger. Uh, okay. Um, when it comes to Sausage Party, you could also kind of equate it to, like, there was a movie called Sausage Party, the animated movie. So, I mean, there's a lot of interpretation to touch upon. Go ahead. I don't think I could Sausage Party. I think I did say Sausage Factory. Sausage Factory, Sausage Factory, what have you. But anyway, you're talking about sausages. And I mean, I'm laughing as we're talking about this like a kid in health class, for God's sake. But I understand your humor. But I mean, you know what it is. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I did find sausage. And, you did. Uh, and there's nobody I would have rather 
gone hunting for sausage with than a, a vegan. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. How, she's a vegan. She doesn't eat meat. Yeah, I didn't know that at the time, to be fair. <sighs> man, I gotta say, I love you and I, you're an entertaining son of a gun, but god dang, man, sometimes... Ugh, Joel Kane, I gotta say this about you. Another thing I have to ask you before we close this out, because you're making me laugh, and I've been enjoying this conversation with you. I gotta say, first and foremost, the overture is here. Anytime you want to come back on the show, I got you. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, uh, we'll be getting back into it uh, after all this nationwide drama settles down, and uh, be able to get back to entertaining some people and having some fun with that. True. By the way, how has life been during quarantine for you? Uh, I'm, I'm learning a lot about myself. You know, <laughs> uh, I learned that I really enjoy being outside, and uh, I really enjoy touching my face, and yeah, <laughs> every every day you find something new to keep yourself busy with. Uh, they say every- sometimes you just stare at a wall. <laughs> Every day is a winding road. Every day is a new day. Every time I love you, man. Well, we do find ourselves. You can stay positively proactive whether you go outside, breathe some fresh air. You know, you have your health. You're feeling good. Yeah, feeling great. But besides life without quarantine, I got to ask you this. When things get back to normal, um, another thing I have to mention, RT Sport put out a video talking about, well, there's an article about LFC being one of the most controversial leagues out there. And then there was also one that they did talking about is it entertainment or exploitation like for me and i've used this analogy it's not like we're putting the girls and having a gun to their head saying you must wear lingerie i look at it from the standpoint you know it's sexy but it's also girls kicking ass at the same time we get the physical appeal and we get the overall attraction but we also get the you know fighting combative nature about it which i think is cool and it's very unique now i gotta ask you what are your thoughts on these said you know, articles, said videos, kind of trying to ask that question and kind of pard, ponder like a debate, a little argument, a little something-something to stir up. Is it exploitation entertainment and us being named as one of the most controversial leagues ever? I believe in the top five. You know, that's it's great advertisement, really. But uh, as far as like exploitation, it's hard for me to really be that voice that, that it says otherwise because I'm, I'm the person who says these stupid things sometimes. Yes. I say when it comes my mind but you know like you said there's no one pulling a gun to these ladies uh, they're not wearing really any less than, than a MMA fighter would it's just it's just sexier looking uh, they are strong women every one of them is a strong woman and every one of them is there by choice and feels empowered and feels sexy doing what they're doing and there's no need for them bad about that and there's no need for anyone to try and release that for them. They're all adults who are very capable of making their own decisions and very comfortable making those decisions. So I think I think everything Jolene said in that interview is, is fantastic. It's it, I think it's very empowering for them. And I only say that because that's what they have told me. So I gotta say, beautifully said. You gave your, you know, your honest opinion. It's very valid. I think a lot of people can heed and attest to those words. I think a lot of people can heed and attest to the message of this podcast. So, Joel Kane, I gotta say this about you. Um, do you have any before you even have your social media? Do you have any advice? And as a coach, this is where we get the advice coming in for someone and all these newer, these prospects coming into LFC. Do you have any advice for them and wanting to get into lingerie fighting championships, Mr. Joel Kane? Yeah, uh, my only advice would be just to, to, to have the fire. If you want, if you want to be on the paint team, if you want to be on the winning team, have that fire. You know, have that have that willingness to go the extra mile to win, whatever it takes. 
And I'm not saying cheat, but I might be saying cheat. Well, as a great Hall of Famer, God rest his soul, once said, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. So, yes, viva la raza. And uh, Joel, just I got to say this to you. It's always a blast, and it's always a very entertaining interaction and conversation with you. So this is where I say promote LFC social media from the website, what have you, and also promote your own social media where people can check you out if you are on these social media platforms. The floor is yours, sir. All right. I do not do the social media. I refrain from it. But... You check out Laundry Fighting Championships at laundryfc.com. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. All the videos are up there. Take a look. We've got another event coming in September down Las Vegas if all goes well. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you guys at the next one. And hope you have some fun. Catch up. We've got a lot of time to catch up now. And we'll see you at the next show. Yes, cannot wait to the next show in September. we got a lot of great talents coming in. And for me, the calendar is really what's been helping. The podcast has been helping. I love giving people a platform to tell their stories like we did with Mr. Joel Kane today. You can check out this podcast on sackcloud.com slash LFC. Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcast needs. TuneIn Radio, we're all over the place. So you can hear Mr. Joel Kane. You can check out LaundryFC.com. You can check out Viewer Prime. You can check out each and everywhere you get this podcast, each and everywhere you get your LFC needs and overall necessities, because you should. We got a lot of beautiful women, Laundry Fighting Championships, Beauty Strength and Dominance. <laughs> Mr. Joel Kane, besides the fact of giving advice and promoting LFC as the overall brand that it is, do you have any final words for the fans of Mr. Joel Kane, the fans of the pink team, and the fans of LFC? Keep them pictures coming. I love them. <laughs> for Joel Kane, my name is Mike Clark. And thank you so much for listening to the Milestone Episode 50 of Beauty, Strength, and Dominance. Joel, it's been an absolute pleasure. I look forward to doing this with you again. Absolutely. Cheers, All right. Mike. Cheers.